Disney World has uh, banned its guests from eating while walking. Yeah, so they don't pull off their masks as they stroll. Yeah, Disney said we want our guests to get diabetes or COVID, but not both. So, <laughs> so they're not going to allow it's you weird to, not to have people laughing. eat and walk. I kind of get that in that at the airport, I saw lots of people walking with a cup of coffee in their hand. And so their mask was off always. Mm, yeah. Um, so it is a way to get around wearing the mask, I guess. Well, I was walking through the airport with a Jamba juice uh, not too long ago, and I couldn't decide. Do I put it back on? I'm going to take a sip in like 10 seconds. I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh, speaking of food and, and, and COVID and the rest of it, the Cuomo chip loophole has crumbled. Oh, no. New York now says you can't sell, sell a bowl of chips uh, with your beers in a bar and call yourself a restaurant. It has to be substantial food. Okay, Such so now we chick- need a little dip. Chicken wings, hot dogs, or salad. Hot dogs? I can, I can be serving hot dogs in, give me 10 minutes, I'll be right back. I'm going to the grocery store. <laughs> right, and I have a microwave, so All look, right. hot dogs. Because <laughs> potato chips don't have the magical ability to ward off COVID-19, <laughs> but hot dogs do. <laughs> so you've just added one tiny layer of inconvenience to the bar. Exactly. To get around your rule by now, okay, I guess I'll All go right. buy some hot dogs. And now some you're boxes. essential. Congratulations. <laughs> 50 cents, one raw hot dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what? I'm going to propose to the little woman hot dogs on the grill for dinner tonight. Oh. Doesn't that sound good? My youngest son, he goes. Caesar salad or something? My youngest son with his OCD, part of the way his obsessive compulsive disorder manifests itself is he goes through these stages of things he can and can't eat or will only eat. Um, uh, and like to a level that's beyond like what you're used to with kids. I only like this or only like, I mean, no, he's just like, um, uh, horrified, petrified of the idea of eating anything else will will you know dissolve into emotional puddle of wow, of fear and, and and just terror over the idea of eating anything else. But anyway, he was on a kick for quite a while of hot dogs on the grill, which I can do that the rest of my life. Sure, <laughs> I like this one. Let's stay in this groove for a while. Yeah, you get tired of it, put something different on it. We'll go with barbecue sauce tonight. <laughs> mm, mm. Uh, I do mustard, yellow mustard. French is yellow mustard, of course. Of course, uh, on regular rain, simple rainbow hot dog buns. <laughs> Um, but I, I, the sweet relish, I love that squeezing that out of the bottle. That makes for a good hot dog right there. Oh, I'm a fan. Well, as a Chicago boy, I believe in throwing anything and everything at a hot dog, depending on your mood. Mm-hmm. The hot dog to me is, it's like the, the, a second bun. It's a canvas. Uh, thank you. A second bun. Thank, I mean, it, what? anything what? can go on it. <laughs> It's it, it is only the beginning. So when when it's Cl- a canvas, I, I've always been confused when Clint Eastwood famously said in one of his movies, "Nobody but nobody puts hot dog on a, a ketchup on a hot dog." Yeah, and that would confuse me as a kid because I'd been eating hot dogs my whole life with ketchup on them. Um, it's it's a weird belligerent. I can say this as a Chicago expat. It's a weird belligerent cultural thing. People are. I I said to my my it's the way John Stewart was with the pizza and the fork. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I once said to my brother-in-law, who's a terrific guy, and I haven't talked to him in too long, but um, we were having hot dogs. And I was just in a mood for a little ketchup. I said, what would you, because I looked around the table, there's no ketchup. And this is in Chicagoland. I said, what would you What would you say if I said I'd like some ketchup? He said, how old are you? That's what I'd say. <laughs> you child? And I'm like, ah, right. Hilarious. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, anyway, oh, that's great. 
my uh, if you want to know my my go to my perfect dog right now, sweet hot mustard, Beaver Brand's my favorite. Uh, onions relish. God, there's either a, sweet or dill. There's a place in my town called the Hot Dogger. Makes a Chicago dog. Yes, please. I, I could eat it every day for the rest of my life. Yes, this thing is so please. good. Oh. I don't go to the dog enough. Man, I like a good hot dog. Tube steak. Anyway, uh, back to New York, where the uh, idea behind the original rule was to keep patrons in their seats uh, at bars by putting a hot dog in front of them it's and not gathering in groups amid coronavirus social distancing requirements. It's another meat encasings Thursday. We'll have a long discussion of bratwurst next Thursday at this time. I could talk for a week about bratwurst. <laughs> um, uh, the I'm repeating this, and you've heard it before, maybe, but I just have to. The two wineries, 20-minute drive apart, one cannot sell you wine unless it sells you food. And the other can sell you wine unless it sells you food. They absolutely must not sell you food. These are 20 minutes apart, just across county lines. And you ask any of the county gurus or commissioners or health directors or whatever, and I'm sure they would bark at you like a pissed-off TSA inspector at the airport if you dared question their wisdom, their polar opposite wisdom. Oh, boy. This is, how can you be anything but cynical about right. government? Of course. Well, you should be. You're supposed to run your own life except where it's absolutely needed. But you all have forgotten that, haven't you? Sheep. I was just in, I was, company accepted. I was just in the lunchroom where I wish there had been a hot dog uh, in the microwave, but mm. uh, they had Fox on, and so I was seeing the Fox version of the Portland Mayor story because, like all stories now, there are two different versions of every story, and uh, MSNBC, CNN, for instance, are showing the parts where he's marching with the peaceful protesters and everything like that. Um, uh, but not the parts where the crowd is chanting that he must resign. Right. And then Fox is showing the part where there's smoke and everything everywhere, and the crowd is in his face chanting, you know, hell, hell yes, you must go, or whatever. F. Ted Wheeler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is a, a different look. Or where he was standing looking on as fires were set. So in one, he is the uh, the proud leader of the resistance against Trump with peaceful protesters. In the other one, it's an angry mob who's demanding he leaves. Yeah. Uh, and both things happened, but, you know, an all-encompassing view does, is hard to find. Well, and that's actually, I think, a pretty good illustration of why you can't permit this stuff. Because chaos just turns its ugliness in every direction. You have people setting fires because they hate the feds. You have people screaming at Ted Wheeler to resign, even though he's left of Karl Marx. I mean, who do you want to be mayor? Right. Portland militants? Who do you think you're... It's like the militants who attacked uh, Abby Schaff's house in Oakland. And again, she is a damned communist. She's so far left that you, you can't see, you know, I don't know, Joe Biden from where she lives. The, the day before they attacked her house, she said sending federal troops to protect federal property is dog whistle racism whatever that means and then the next day she was calling the people terrorists who damaged her house which is it and that's the problem the the ugliness and violence and brutality starts going in all directions and everybody gets burned or beat up or shot or whatever 
Isn't she the one that was trying to alert us all to the hate crime of the nooses in the park that turned out to be part of a Pilates thing? Or yeah, whatever? exactly. It was exercise equipment. Yeah, anybody who claims that this is an easy call, man, you've never been in one of those situations, I'll bet. Because if you've got a, a mob that is clearly angry, but they are peaceful, well, you can tell they're agitated. Oh, yeah, they're peaceful for now. Um, they might stay peaceful, and I am, you know, it's a constitutional right, and uh, I might be in an angry mob sometime myself, peacefully protesting, but very angry. Sure. You could get me on the street today about the whole school closure thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to break anything, but how would you know we're not going to break anything as we're, uh, you know, marching around sounding very, very angry and looking very, very angry? And then when, you know, things start to get a little, little unruly, how much do you react? That's a tough one. The cops know. I mean, by pushing back, am I making it worse or better at this point? Right. And then if you wait too long, it's too late, and stuff, you know, businesses are smashed and things are torn down and innocent people are getting hurt. Mm-hmm. And we've all seen videos of cops going too far, uh, you know, uh, get, getting uh, a physical too fast, it would look like. Mm-hmm. But, man, it's it, that'd be a tough, tough situation to, to deal with. Well, and what you were saying before about the crowd is obviously angry and agitated and there's there's uh, violence in the air. Well, we we know what that means. You do, right? There's violence in the air, even though there hasn't been violence yet. That's why the, the, the charging of the McCloskeys in St. Louis is such an incredible miscarriage of justice. And it, it will go nowhere, by the way. It will be overturned. Um, but there was lots of violence in the air, and the crowd had broken down the gate onto their street oh, you'd be and horrified. was screeching slogans and saying, we're going to kill you. And that lunatic district prosecutor saying it was a peaceful protest. Yeah, it's peaceful till the moment it's not. And if you wait till the moment it's not, it's too late. So anyway, anybody with a conscience and common sense understands this stuff, but the the radicals are either too unwise to understand it or they just don't care. Taylor Swift's dropping a new album at midnight tonight. I know Joe's excited. I know you're planning to stay up tonight. I'm taking a long nap this afternoon, yeah. You'll probably have so a can, bottle of wine open and ready to go, and as soon as it drops, you'll go through the whole and thing. My dancing shoes, needless and, to say. And then you will be blogging about your review of the new Taylor Swift album. Yeah, and probably uh, Instagramming as well, uh, posting TikTok, tearful TikTok videos explaining how much I love Taylor Swift. Well, she's got a song that's a collaboration with Bon Iver, who I'm really into, so maybe I'll check that out. I might like that. Interesting uh, combo. Duh, what was I going to say? Oh, 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 speaking of Instagram, there is a theft ring. Listen to this, would you? And I'm so glad I heard this because I, my thing is showing off my bling on Instagram. Sure. Theft when ring. When you're not blogging about new uh, pop albums. Exactly. Uh, I just, so you know, I've got like a carat and a half diamond in each ear. I got a gold chain around my neck as, as thick as a, a cattle rope. I mean, like I'm a cowboy. Um, and I've got seven, I'm sorry, eight rings on right now and, and a, uh, and $150,000 watch. But, um, you have a Prince Albert, don't you? Ah, <laughs> uh, now I, I put on my $350,000 watch on the weekend, but I just got my 150 K one and I like to, uh, Instagram all my bling. There is a theft ring right now that has been going through Instagram looking for people uh, with uh, who are ostentatiously displaying their jewelry, and they figure and they out go where you and are, steal it from them. Yeah, huh. we'll tell you more about that in a moment. Put away your bling until you hear this. Armstrong and Getty.
Getty Show. You're on food stamps. What was that? Are you speaking to me, God? A little audio leakage. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, so, uh, we're, uh, the controversy involving AOC. Don't worry, it, it, it's not serious. I mean, she thinks it's serious, but it's not. I don't know. Um, how you doing? How's everybody doing? I was just wondering, how are you doing? How is your life? How's everybody's life? Isn't it? Because I keep telling my kids, you know, everybody's unhappy right now, and they keep complaining about various things. Everybody in the world's unhappy right now about something. Yeah. Around yeah. the COVID or the economy or whatever. We got another, what, 1.4 million people that filed for unemployment help in the last week. Um, we're in an historically bad economic situation. An historically bad health situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, racial tensions, i.e. just, you know, the, the way we all feel about each other is historically bad also. I mean, it is really a triple whammy of about as bad as it's ever been in our nation's history. It's really quite amazing. It's rarely uh, discussed, uh, almost unprecedented, uh, the quadruple whammy. It's possible. Well, I don't know what it would be. China. A war? Uh, I don't know. The, all the animals uh, join together and declare war on humanity. <laughs> I don't know. You, you're fighting a panda with your right hand and a beaver with your left. I mean, imagine the nightmare. Uh, so early authorities early Tuesday busted a ring of Miami burglars who used Instagram and high-tech surveillance to target wealthy marks, including New York Yankees pitcher Aroldis Chapman. You know, so all, these are people who are bragging about their jewelry on Instagram? Well, they used Instagram uh, 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 postings uh, in large part, and then high-tech surveillance uh, to target these people. But I'm, I um, guess, I'm sorry, I read that already. I'm trying to decide whether they deserve it or not. <laughs> not to sound like Bernie Sanders. You don't deserve this. So you, those are criminals. But um, is it a post where, a, hey, what do you think of this? About my watch? Or is it just a picture of me and they happen to notice I have an expensive watch? Oh, it's probably the latter. Look at all this cool, expensive stuff I have is definitely a subgenre of Instagram. Is it? It's yeah, a, you're, you're a, oh, you're yeah, you a DB. Up. You, you don't get to steal from them. I'm not Bernie Sanders here. But uh, <laughs> you are a DB if you do that. Well, it's the it's, it's some credit Kardashian. Some say Trump was actually the first one to make being rich in and of itself, enough to be famous. Okay. And there are people who try to chase that dragon. Hmm. Uh, they'd often stalk victims on Instagram, watch the home for weeks, sometimes using GPS trackers to follow their victims. Wow. Uh, they busted the guy. Uh, all of the all of the evidence they needed was right on his phone, which they got into, apparently. Um, so, da-da-da-da-da. Uh, uh, Whoops, there's stuff missing from this article. Well, dot, 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 look at our next victim. Look him up on Instagram so we can see how many watches he has. Uh, He wrote in one text message to one of his burglars. Uh, They burglarized the Northwest Miami-Dade home of an associate to stealing jewelry and a gun in the man's black Mercedes. The guy, the victim, regularly flaunted his luxury watches on Instagram. Um, And and the guy actually confronted the, the perpetrator. He said... I think I know who would do this. It was his, his guy, the oh, guy wow. he knew, yeah. The victim saved pictures of Maybell Sanchez wearing Rolex watches, sunglasses, designer purses, Louis Vuitton heels. Um, so they would just seek out rich people, figure out their, their movements, track them for a while, and move in and, and steal Interesting. their stuff. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, yeah, that's not cool. 
But uh, flaunting your wealth is uh, not a cool look. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to get stuff stole from you. Uh, are we good to go? Oh, we don't really have time for the latest AOC controversy. We also ought to play Joe Biden today. I mean, this is this is a first in a presidential election between the two big candidates. The Democratic nominee for president called the Republican nominee for president a racist. He just stated not not he did something racist. Just stated that he's a racist. Now maybe that doesn't even make your eyes raise up. I guess you're either you know become numb to it or you're young because this sort of thing wouldn't have happened ten years ago. Right, right. It's I haven't even seen it on the news anywhere. I just happen to hear it somewhere. It doesn't it's not even really making the news. Mm. It's extraordinary where we are in terms of you're a racist, you're a liar, you're evil, you're a communist. <laughs> you're a Nazi. You're a Nazi. <laughs> to quote you on Twitter. That's right. Well, I think it's gone from shocking to trite in an hour and a half. Well, which is which is one of the reasons why people didn't used to do it, because yeah. th- those claims, when they are true, lose all their power when you're throwing them around all the time. I like the way Biden claimed that for the first time in American history, we've... Uh, elected a racist that's actually what he said when every democrat elected president for 120 years was a racist uh joe come on man but facts don't matter and we got a bunch of that stuff on the way i hope you can stay with us 415-295-KFTC armstrong and getty No sitting president has ever done this. Never, never, never. No Republican president has done this. No Democratic president. We have racists, and they've existed, and they've tried to get elected president. He's the first one that has. So he that did. is so ridiculous. <laughs> well, it's it's new. It, we're in a new place, and, uh, it, you know, it's not surprising, but you wouldn't have a couple of years ago. And some people would blame Trump, and then some people would take it back further, blaming uh, Harry Reid for you know claiming this, and you know, just you know, it just we just keep going further down the road of uh, of not being able to have civil discourse. Um, somebody texted, "Hey, you guys played the clip of Trump on Sunday and thought it was hilarious when he said Joe Biden would be on the floor crying for mommy." Well, that's because it was hilarious because <laughs> he doesn't know where he lives or something like that. But yeah, so Trump is ridiculous. Is, so Trump is saying Biden's, you know, completely lost his mind. Biden's right. saying Trump's a racist. Yeah. And that's what our elections are now. This, he'll be on the ground crying for mommy. He'll say, Mommy, <laughs> mommy, please take me home. <laughs> that's just ridiculous. Oh my God. Um bur- well, it's a good example of uh, how fragile uh, civilization is. Stephen Pinker's Enlightenment Now. Read it or don't. I don't care. Um but he's talking about, and there have been a number of books on this theme, that the Enlightenment was a miracle and brought order and civil rights and and uh, civilization out of chaos, ugliness, disease, and, and the rest of it. And that's absolutely true. And a great illustration of it is, a, is conversation. If you have ten people discussing something, politically speaking, and one of them starts screaming epithets or yells, you're a liar at everybody, or says to the two people next to him, let's beat the hell out of that guy. The civilization of that conversation is gone. It's over and really can't be brought back. Generally, unless you move the uncivilized people away, you, you, you know, you remove them, you put them in prison or whatever. 
Uh, civilization is a miracle. Coming up, a note on uh, baseball, which uh, starts today, and um, maybe something you don't know about what's being allowed this year in Major League Baseball as far as political statements. We'll talk about that. But speaking of lack of civil dis- discourse, we had a congressman call AOC a bad name? Well, sort of. They were, what was the exchange, the original exchange, Sean, there on the Capitol steps or whatever? Uh, they were having a kind of a, from what I understand, a side discussion adjacent to like a press gaggle. I think okay. they were they were talking to somebody <laughs> else. Um, after their, their little exchange was over, he turned away, uh, and said what is now being, uh, claimed as he called her an effing B. Well, he turned away and muttered effing B. Right, right. So right. I, I may have even uh, framed it a little. He didn't say it to her. You did because you are the liberal media. Uh, probably. So, um, so he turned away, but somebody heard it. Somebody heard it. Yeah. Tattled on him. And, uh, AOC, of course, had to respond with a long and overly earnest screed. No sitting. Oh, no, that's that's the wrong one. It's this one. I am here to say is that this harm that Mr. Yoho levied, it tried to levy against me, was not just an incident directed at me. But when you do that to any woman, what Mr. Yoho did was give permission to other men to do that to his daughters. He gave, in using that language, in front of the press, he gave permission to use that language against his wife, his daughters, women in his community. And I am here to stand up to say that is not acceptable. Damn, she's a long day. <laughs> I can only assume Congressman Yoho represents pirates. Lives on a schooner. Uh, okay, so... The I, bottle I, of rum district. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We need more subsidies for rum. (laughs) I'm here today to talk about parrots. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, the idea that turning around and muttering effing B, which is certainly rude, but that that empowers everybody to insult his daughters or something, I just, I don't even know. It was certainly stupid. Well, yeah, and come on, dude, learn to control yourself. Um, uh, But then he went on the floor and issued a long, rambling apology in which he cited his daughters and his wife and his long marriage and his work for charity and his wife's work for charity. And then our favorite line. I cannot apologize for my passion. Well, then he he said, I I probably shouldn't have said that exactly. But I wasn't. And he did make it clear. And this is the the ridiculously over earnest AOC pretending like he said Mr. Chairman, I rise today to address the committee and call AOC a blanking blank. Now he turned around and muttered it into the air as he walked away and somebody heard it. Oh, untethered, not your crying towel, lady. So baseball teams, I didn't know this till today. It's the first day of Major League Baseball. The marquee That's the game. the crack of the bat, the roar of the crowd. They're calling the marquee game. The the All of the media is fascinated by anything that is East Coast, particularly Yankees, Red Sox, and now Nationals. And focusing on the World Series champ is always fine. Sure. But Nationals play Yankees tonight, ignoring the fact that Dodgers Giants are playing. But um, baseball teams are allowed to print Black Lives Matter on the pitcher's mound for the games. Uh, they don't know if it'll, they'll do it tonight. It is expected to happen with a number of teams this weekend. Uh, somebody did point out, and I remember how this was a story a couple of years ago, on how baseball has practically no black players. 
There is no team in baseball that has more than three African Americans on their roster. Lots of teams that have zero black players. Yeah, that's a huge change from say the seventies. Huge change. Oh yeah, and uh, it's just it's just interesting culturally. Since are you allowed to say that as a as a whole, the uh, blacks dominate sports or just better athletes? Because it's clearly true if you look at other sports. Well, that's probably racist. But but for whatever reason, the best black athletes in high school play basketball or football instead of baseball now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of my boyhood baseball heroes were, were black oh, men. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, half the half the best players on the team were, were black guys. Mm-hmm. Well, there are... Strongest guy, fastest guy, whatever. There are plenty of, quote-unquote, black players in the league, but they are not African-Americans. A lot of them are Dominican or Cuban, right? Like, uh, right. yes, you Puig. I think if you if you just showed him a picture of anybody, oh no, that's a black guy. But he's US, a black man, but, but he's not an African American. Right. But right. good U.S. born black athletes mm-hmm. don't play baseball, yeah. don't play little league or whatever for, for whatever reason. You know, sports come and go. It's not a crime or anything like that. Um, Is this a dog whistle? Of of what? Or something? I don't know. I'm just always on the alert. But it, but, it, but the point just being the whole Black Lives Matter thing is a completely that's a completely different gesture, and you got to ask to who uh, players, fans, whatever, than like the NBA, which is as Charles Barkley said, it's a black league. It is a black league. It's a black. It's mostly a black. Wait league. a minute, says sharpshooting Euro on every team. Well, yeah, not exclusively, but it's dominated by black athletes. Sure, of course, and a, a huge black fan base, which is not true for baseball. So it's just a different thing. Uh, the response will be different. Is the response is it, how how positive will the response be for Major League Baseball when your fan base is not uh, primarily black? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I just don't I, want politics in my sports. Period. At all. Period. End yeah. of the end of the, that's the end of it. Even the stuff I'm the most committed to and 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 unwilling to compromise on. China is challenging. Freedom and democracy around the world. I don't want that on the freaking pitcher's mound. The government that governs best governs least. I don't want that printed on the back instead of their names on their jerseys. Right. Right. I I don't want my quarterback to have a sign on his helmet dealing with the Eighth Amendment. There was an NBA player that had on the back of his jersey, taxation is theft. You you wouldn't become a little bit more of a fan of that that person? I absolutely would, but I'd want it off his jersey. But yeah, I don't want politics in my sports. I, I would, I would uh, I, be I feel a like fan this, of the gesture. but I feel like similarly to kind of what uh, Barry Weiss and, and Taibbi are talking about, the, there's a generational gap even um, amongst people who would be politically aligned. I feel like this is another thing uh, where the younger you get, the more accepting you are of the blurring of politics and entertainment. I, I don't see a lot of younger people Probably decrying. because politics is entertainment so much right especially now. Especially in the era that they grew up in. Yeah. The reason yeah, that... Yeah, if you grew up with The Daily Show, what are you saying? Politics isn't entertainment? Yeah. The, uh, the the wisdom of mankind for, for many, many, many years is in polite company, you never brought up religion or politics because it always ended ugly. And now the young people may have a greater tolerance for it. You're absolutely right. But uh, who among us would not describe our current political atmosphere as ugly? That's the point. It's it's now so damned ugly. And, and bringing it into sports just brings the ugly to one more avenue of, of life. How about if your dentist starts going off about politics? You know, I don't. <laughs> I just don't want it. And the Buffalo Bills have decided to add to the scoreboard hanging in the stadium the national debt clock. <laughs> See, I'd like that. 
Yeah. But I just don't want it in my sports. <laughs> right. The score is 43 to 27, and we now owe $22 trillion. We'll be back after these words from Budweiser. <laughs> yeah. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. is your time worth i'll give you a second to think about it then i'll tell you what the they calculated but um joe's got breaking news breaking news breaking news brandon when news breaks the donkey braze on the armstrong and getty show two stories for you number one the judge in the jelaine maxwell case has ruled that 80 documents that had been under wraps because they were part of a defamation lawsuit will be released. They include flight logs from Epstein's jets, deposition testimony in which uh, this woman was asked intrusive questions about her sex life, uh, police reports from uh, Palm Beach, Florida, all sorts of stuff. One of the victims had sued Maxwell for defamation. Because the victim came forward and alleged these things, and Maxwell tried to silence her, and it was settled uh, out of court, and all the documents were sealed. But now they're about to be unsealed, so we might have an avalanche of uh, super pervo Jeffrey Epstein news coming down the pipe. Uh, pike. Second uh, story. That's a good question right there. Is it coming down the pipe or down the pike? Uh, people say pipe. Uh, I learned it as pike, which is an old expression for highway. Pipe is fine. Things come down pipes, too. So either is okay. I think so. I don't know. I'm fine with it. There needs to be one right one and one wrong one. And if someone uses the wrong one, what should we do? Cancel them. Excellent. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your Washington football team. The Washington NFL franchise will call itself the Washington football team for now. What? (laughs) Well, it's accurate. Uh, Pending the adoption of a new name. This is not a final renaming and rebranding for the team. I think it's ableist. I don't like it. It's for people who have feet. Um, People without feet. uh, How are they supposed to relate to that? Mm, It's ableist. You'd prefer Washington ball team? The team will continue the process of retiring the former name and hopes to be entirely rid of it on physical and digital spaces in the next 50 days before the regular season opener against the the Philadelphia Eagles, which are obviously speciesist. Um, They will not have any change to their color scheme. They will continue with burgundy and gold. The logo on the helmet will be replaced for now by the player's number in gold. The Washington- I like that. I like that look. I think that'd be cool. Just kind of a stenciled number on there. That'd be cool. The Washington football team will debut in its home uniforms week one against the Eagles. And then its road uniforms against the Cardinals. Now we're getting into who cares. <laughs> um, so the, the NFL Washington football team. How is that there? <laughs> this, is, this has been a subject that's come up, I don't know, twice a season for the past seven years. Right. You, you don't have any contingency play in case. I know we don't want to. But in case we have to, here's the three that we can pull We'll from. be the Bulldogs or the That's Wildcats. Baffling to me. So the NFL, which dwarfs all these other sports we've been talking about, Major League Baseball and NBA and how it's doing, it's just a, in a different league, if you'll pardon the expression. 
Um, uh, and and actually, I won't pardon the expression. I won't. That um, was inexcusable. Uh, <laughs> Regrettable. They're more or less starting on time, huh? Uh, yeah. They eliminated the preseason games, which everybody hated anyway, including oh, yeah. the players. Yeah. Yeah. They are scheduled to start on time. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We'll have to see. MLB is going to get started today, right. which is exciting. It's fabulous. I'm I'm PO'd about the kneeling and the Black Lives Matter on the mounds, and they're making umpires wear patches or making it optional, but they'll be in trouble if they don't. And in you know, in reality, and I hate all of that. It just torques me off. On the other hand, ESPN I think was rebroadcasting Cubs Indians Game Seven from 2016 last night, and oh boy, did I get hooked. I couldn't have told you for a million dollars that the club Cubs played the Indians seven games in a World Series. I was a lifelong Cubs fan, too, um, and I'd, I'd forgotten the details of it just because huh. my life has gotten busy and I just have other things to worry about. But, uh, yeah, it went That sounds ten. very exciting. Who it won? was tied 6-6 six to six at the end of nine innings. Went to 10, and the Cubbies won in 10. A 10-inning game seven. Yeah, it's one of the most exciting things I've ever seen, and I'd forgotten it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. I could have if you hadn't told me. I could have watched it today. Yeah. with no idea who won. Yeah, and really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Hmm. Unless you're an Indians fan. Sorry about that, folks. Yeah. Hey, we were talking yesterday about how uh, Major League Baseball is is regional in a way that the other sports aren't. People will watch. You know, I would have watched Cavs, uh, Milwaukee Bucks when uh, when LeBron was there, even though I don't live anywhere near either of those towns. Or you might watch Cowboys, Giants, or something, even though you don't live near those towns. People don't do that with baseball for the most part. Not much. They're, they're fans of their teams where the other sports, and this is largely on when there's the national televised yeah. game. The other sports, it seems, people will just random, they're fans of the sport. They will just watch two teams play football right. where they need to watch their team play baseball. Right. For some reason. Well, part of it's just there are 162 chances to watch your favorite team. <laughs> Maybe that's it. And only 16 in the NFL, which, according to some mathematicians, is barely a tenth. Here's the answer. $15.63. The average person thinks their time on a task that feels like work, washing the dishes, cleaning the garage, whatever, is worth $15.63 an hour. That is a totally useless statistic, but it does get you start to think about your time and what it's worth. I've got a lot more stats around that we can get into tomorrow that are pretty interesting. Time for final thoughts. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. What say? Michael presses the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo, final thought. Uh, yeah, you know how you don't want politics and sports. Well, it's going to happen, Joe. On NBA jerseys already, they got somebody that's going to say flat tax matters on the back. Nice. Support the metric system, and how am I driving by the point guard? <laughs> I get it. Get it? Positive Sean is a, our producer. What do you say, Sean? Uh, the last two weeks, I've discovered a, uh, possibly rediscovered a, a cooking hack where I, I cook an entire package of bacon on Sunday, and then for the rest of the week, I just have bacon anytime I want it. I'll just grab a stick of bacon, I eat it like beef jerky. It's been great. Kind of the way we do it around our house. Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. I don't know if I'm ever going to stop. Mm. Jack, a final thought for us? My new appreciation for volunteer fire departments as one saved everything we own uh, yesterday. Thank God. Uh, it's amazing that those things exist and are put together and people volunteer and are, and are so good at it. I gotta, I don't know, send them Omaha Steaks or something. Give them a goat. Oh, yeah. Um, my final thought, well, I was going to go political, but now I don't feel like it. Uh, you know what? We ought to post the column. Uh, well, it was a Facebook posting that Mike Rowe published about 
He was shamed for going back to work and taping his show and everything during the pandemic. Aren't you concerned? He said, I am concerned, but I'm not paralyzed. I've come to terms with the fact that I'm probably going to get it. I'm probably going to be okay, and I need to live my life. I thought it was good stuff, and we'll post it at armstrongandgetty.com. Cool. Or you Um, can also find all of the podcasts. If you missed a segment of the show... Go to armstrongyogetty.com. The, the uh, on-demand on podcast is it. And I assume a lot of you will take in some baseball today. Let us know what you thought of the, the fake crowd noise or the fake fans in the stands or whatever else it is they do uh, at the Twitter feed or the email or the text line. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thank so little time. Go to armstrongyogetty.com. We have some really fun swag, funny T-shirts and, and stuff uh, there for you. Drop us an email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios. Mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed. Is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? It's another meat in casings Thursday. We'll have a long discussion of bratwurst next Thursday at this time. I could talk for a week about bratwurst. <laughs> Armstrong.